this is Michael. I am with Dr. Fiona. Yes, or Ferula. Anyway, she's not just any ordinary Karen. Anyway, uh, her name is, uh, this is this is our Dr. Karen Ferulio. Is that how I say it? Fiorillo. Is that correct? Karen Fiorillo. Yes. Anyway, uh, she's with us today. She'll be she'll be here just for about thirty minutes to an hour, depending on how much power we really have. Welcome to the morning trip. We hope that you have a great morning. 6 a.m. every Monday morning. This is your Mike on the mic, uh, talking for thing for Dice Media Group. And here we go. Okay, doctor, doctor, are you there, doctor? Yes, um, I am. Okay, that's awesome. I thought anyway. you were gonna start singing, doctor, doctor, give me a clue. <laughs> No, 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 no. And, and I, you know, you're a doctor of education. And the first thing I thought of is your first name is Karen. Uh, you're a, you do, you are certified between K through 12 during a time of, um, of COVID, which is great. Uh, but you didn't actually, you guys just stayed in school. Is, is that right? Yeah. Last year we were out from March until June, but we went back in September this year. So we've been, Full systems go from the time we started. Okay. I uh, just, some, some students chose to stay home, but a, a majority right. of our students are, are in person. Oh, wow. That that must be disappointing to you. I mean, uh, I actually prefer to be in the classroom. So you teach technology and yes. you do kind of an immersion thing where kids work with robotics. They, they do a lot of things that I never did when I was a kid, right? And so... So they're they're learning a little bit about HTML coding, uh, a little bit about social media. Um, just for a little information, Dr. Karen Ann Ferrillo is a K through 12 certified STEM business teacher at Indian Crest Middle School and Sutterton Area School, Philadelphia, PA. She earned her BA in English Literature, 1984, and MA in Technology and Education in 2002 from Rosemont College. She received her sister Mary Dennis Lynch Award for Excellence in Educational Technology. Dr. Ferrillo earned her uh, EDD, which is like a doctorate in education from the University of Phoenix in Educational Leadership in Technology in 2015. Her public dissertation is entitled Guidance Counselor per, uh, Perceptions of Cyberbullying in K-12 Environment, an exploratory uh, an exploratory single case study. And uh, since 2014, Dr. Frilla has served on the Rosemont College Alumni Board of Directors. And she's recently appointed president-elect. Yep. Anyway, so she knows her stuff when it comes to education and uh, really it, as she's part of nonprofits and other things uh, we'll talk to as we go along. All right, so doctor, uh, I just have to do that sometimes. We, we edit that in and Sure, no problem. Yeah. Anyway, and okay. So, uh, you, uh, so, so you, you, you've been just full on just teaching. Has anything in the teaching environment changed for you? As I mean, you, you have a doctorate of education, but you're still teaching like sixth through eighth grade. Yeah, uh, I guess it's more of the theory behind everything, and um, the children learn at different levels, obviously. But the middle level, it's a different animal completely. We teach the sixth graders the basics of um, digital media, digital literacy, cyberbullying, um, pretty much everything that they need to stay safe on the internet because in sixth grade, that's when decisions start to be made that may not be exactly perfect. 
And we move into seventh grade, which we teach entrepreneurship, which is wonderful. The kids really enjoy creating a company, product or service, and many of them create food trucks or portable kiosks that can go from place to place, almost like an Alex's Lemonade stand type of a, of a situation. And then the eighth graders are coding and web design, and, and they're, they really love it, and I motivate them. Every time they finish a unit, we do a building activity. So we've made paper airplane algorithms. We have done the uh, catapult activity. We've made connects, um, simple machines with movable devices. And our last thing is a cardboard arcade game. Well, that's awesome. So cyberbullying, see, I'm, I'm from Catholic school too, but the way we were taught to deal with, we didn't have cyberbullying. We had this guy push you, he touch you, he go down, you know, nobody, you know, kind of thing. Um, so cyberbullying seems to be like really important. And if I, because honestly, if I had a kid who had a problem with cyberbullying, I'd probably take his phone away or something, you know, mm -hmm. I'd, I'd tell him, because uh, I'm from a military family and we would say, say anything he wants. He touches you, he's done. You, you mm -hmm. understand? And that would be the way, that's the way, that's the way we would handle it, you know? Um, in private schools, you're not really allowed to fight, but sometimes you are, you know? Um, what I decided to do is allow them to take out their phones instead of putting them away. And I want to teach them the importance of having location services turned off so that you can't be found and that your pictures aren't tagged with geolocations. So I want them to understand the importance of using the phone with respect and, and responsibly. So I actually let them take them out. I don't tell them to put them away. So if you're, if you're teaching someone in Utah, home teaching is a big thing. I mean, it really has always been a big thing, and I've been against it in a way because I says, you know, I'm kind of like, uh, so they do stay home, uh, home school, they do stay home high school, stay home college, and then they have to do a stay at home job, you know, which might not actually be so bad right now, but mm -hmm. you know, how do we get? Everybody has a different level of socialization. They have to learn how to work with different people, and I, and as a doctorate education, I was thinking this has to translate to job uh, location very quickly where people have been out of the workforce for nearly a year, right? And there's different social skills that you have besides showing up with a black hat and a black shirt and, you know, talking. Um, uh, what, what types of things are we going to be going through as kids get back into school? Or if we're going to transition, some kids have decided they'd never want to go back to regular school again. Right? We've actually seen the opposite. In fact, in January, when we switched semesters, the children had the option of coming back or staying home and 40 of them came back. And they came back with vim and vigor. They could not wait to be back with their teachers, back learning in person. I'm 100% positive a lot of it was social. <laughs> and uh, that's important because the kids love the socialization in, in middle school especially. But I was thrilled that the kids were coming to class and ready to go. And I don't know. I, I think that truly staying at home was getting on their nerves. Okay. Well, staying home with mom and dad probably was really getting on their nerves too. So your kids are like 12 years old to 14 or something. Some, yeah. Turning 15 by the end of the year. Okay. And then, um, and you, you got your degree in English, right? Yes. And, uh, your first one, anyway, the first love was English and literature and stuff. How much, how much of that is translating? Because I, I get kids that get out of high school right now, and I wouldn't let them write a blog post because they just mm -hmm. got it. 
They just well, to be honest with you, I told the kids that my class is like a second language arts class, only because I'm so tough on them. We learn how to blog properly, and we use a program that's called Kid Blog, and the children learn to interact with posts to and from each other. And they do have to, have to understand that there is a there's a, a proper way. You know, you don't just want to throw things all out there in IM language and you don't want to use lowercase letters and you you need to separate your sentences with periods and question marks and exclamation points. And you only need one exclamation point and emojis are great, but, you know, you don't put those in a professional document. So, yes, I am definitely using my English lit background for the grammar portion of my class. So when, uh, so, so it's it's this you're a full time teacher and. Mm -hmm. You have your both your boys are out of your house and they've graduated Rutgers, right? Yes. And you have a side gig too, right? Two and of them. Two, of <laughs> two them. side gigs. Yes. I, I, I was just letting you know. Uh, you have a side gig and and one is the exercise thing, which they which I'll leave in the comments below. What uh, the which is I found really interesting is something you could do at home. And you mm -hmm. have people you do that every other night or or uh, yes, actually on Mondays and Saturdays, I have my Corona aerobics. That's what I call it. And every other Sunday we have um, yoga. So I do a strength and flexibility class Mondays. I do a bar class on Saturdays. And on Sundays, I do a restorative yoga when I'm not teaching at Rascals the other nights. So, see, so what happens is you're always busy. There's not a time that there's time to sit down and you wrote a book. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're Two. writing another book. Two books. <laughs> and so here's here's the here's the question for me because um, I, I'm I'm lazy. I'll I'll admit it in that way, right? Um, but not everybody's a type A person, but they want to have type A results, right? They want right. to have a balance. Some people just having their kids and getting them to school and back, they consider that a success for today because mm -hmm. they, the kids lived, you know, and how do, how do we, if we're a type B type person, right? We want everybody to be successful, but we feel maybe all this stuff is maybe too much to put on a kid in a way, or even on our spouse, or mm -hmm. how do we change gears so that we're prepared for each task that we do during a day? But what I found with my guys, um, especially in seventh grade, everything that we do is chunked. There is a timeline that we can follow. Many students cannot complete all the assignments. So I'll pull back a little bit and say, listen, you know, here's your choice. Pick this, this or this. And I'll be fine with it. I'm not really you know, going to go after the kids. There are different levels of ability. And I understand that completely. So we do something that's called differentiated instruction. Whereas if one child may be developing a logo on photo P or like a, a, a version of Photoshop, maybe the other one hand draws it. Okay. Get a similar result. So you're, you're looking at the result, not so much. What I really hated about part of my high school experience is that I got a better grade if I sat there and did crap than if I, if I aced the tests. Mm -hmm. you know, or whatever, because as I said, I'm generally lazy. I'll look at like three or four days. Okay. I'm ready to take the test. You, know, you can't. Yes, I, I can. Cause that's, you know, um, and then, then the, then the reward was for showing up, you know, you got a reward like baseball to show up, not whether or not you won the game or not. 
how and then in our society right now it's becoming more and more how do we win the game right i mean it, it feels that way to me like the 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 the, the school experience from k through 12 and college was is dramatically different this but it's even more different when you go from uh college to like the real world right mm -hmm. and how and and also this is kind of like the multiple worlds where we have people that have good internet at home right and then some people that really don't touch internet till they come to your classroom right and so maybe do you feel that in any way are there still we do we we try to keep the learning curve fairly easy uh even for our children and if they don't have access at home we'll give them a stick that they can take with so it's an internet capable stick they can put that right into their desk into their laptops every child we're in a one-to-one -one environment so every child has a school provided chromebook and okay. they use that so i mean we're really pretty progressive in our district as far as what the children have so that the digital divide is not as wide Right. And, but you're in a uh, are you are you teaching a private school right now? No, it's public. Not, it's public. I'd want to make people understand that this is doable in a public school environment. How many kids yes. in, in each classroom are are you at right now? We have on average, I would probably say between 22 and 24. We normally have between 25 and 30. So our numbers are definitely down, but not drastically. Um, because in Utah, a lot of times we'll have 40 kids in a class because it's called stacking. I, I don't know if you know what it would be like to teach 32 girls in a class or something like that, but I, I couldn't even imagine, you know, mm -hmm. um, I mean, I've had upwards of 36 and it is challenging. When you said that guys, I have my guys do so. Is there a teaching difference? Is there a gender flex difference between teaching guys and girls? I don't know. I mean, I'm a, I'm a boy mom. So I, I'm like, I'm good with it. And I'm a girl. So <laughs> I can okay. kind of figure it out. <laughs> I, I was just because in communication, we study that mm -hmm. all the time that if we put little girls together, little boys, the little girls will talk to each other, the little boys just stare straight on and be kind of quiet. Mm -hmm. you know? You'd um, be surprised that the children really aim to please at the middle level. For the most part, they, they want they want to impress you. They want to earn good grades. And we have this, this wonderful learning management system that's called Schoology. And the children and the teachers are in constant contact. So there's really no reason why a child would say, I lost my paper. Okay, go into the folder and the electronic copy is there for you. So there's really no, my dog ate my homework thing going on anymore because it's all electronic. And we can also, the algorithm shows us when they were online when they last accessed your course. I mean, we know all that. So we're a little sneaky. So what about openly lying to your face? Cause I know that I, uh, or something where I just didn't want to do it last night or whatever it is. It could be, I'm just saying there are, there are people that are in great supported environments and maybe not. And this also translates into work, right? Where somebody's miserable at work. Is there, is there a way do, do we, because I was always, uh, I'm always worried about that. Like, the, some kids just need times and break time, and some kids need a lot of homework. How do mm -hmm. are how does that work with the different learning styles? You well, know? my students don't really have homework because we finish everything in the classroom. But if they don't finish it in the classroom, then I tell them that it's advisable. <laughs> Good okay. word. 
it's advisable that by the time you get back in the classroom, your work is finished because we're going to be moving on to something else and you will now be behind everyone else. And they don't like to be behind everyone else. They like to stay on track. So learning, so there's no more homework. I mean, I remember. Well, there is just not in my class. Just not in your class. Okay. I'm a specialist. Oh, okay. Just, just ask. So now we're going to move. So we, so you probably get up what at 6 a.m. Right. Something a little bit like, earlier than that. A little bit earlier on the Eastern Coast time. So yes, East Coast. Right, right, right. So while I'm still sleeping, I, mm -hmm. I, you're you've already done half your day as far as school's concerned, uh, but you don't have homework, so you're not correcting homework at night. Then you move on to, let's say it's Monday, right, and then you go do your business, right? Your your online business is is that correct or is that right? Yes. Yeah, I actually, um, I wake up early in the morning to do something that's called a miracle morning. And it gives me an hour of peace, just kind of getting my act together. I, I may do a, you know, a short yoga sequence. It might give me an opportunity to answer questions that people have asked me through the night because I deal with people all around the world because our company, um, we're global. So I do, I don't really have an opportunity to sleep. <laughs> But I do my well, best. How many hours do you get to sleep? How many hours are you sleeping a night? So um, I've gotten better. It was four. Now yeah. I'm like at six. Okay. So that's a huge improvement. That's because our company makes something that's wonderful. It's called sleep drops. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have something similar to that in Colorado. And it's in all kinds of forms. You can eat it. You can... Yeah, it's, it's. I've heard. Yeah, I've heard. <laughs> yeah, but the, the I mean, I'm wearing the shirt. It's it's Monate is the name of the company, and it's Modern Nature. We are a completely vegan, um, plant based, non toxic product line of skincare, hair care, wellness. We have pet products, and we have children's products, and a men's line. So we have all these great anti aging, kind of. I guess they're, they're like goodies for our buffet. I call it my hair, skin and wellness buffet, but we really do an amazing business. We're second only to, to Google right now in growth. We've been around for six years. So I am really thrilled and honored and blessed to have that as, as part of my life. And I'm building my team right now, which is super fun. And it still gives me the corporate world kind of thing, as well as lets me be, my, be a teacher and be, you know, into my exercise. It's my, they're both my passions. So so now that you've run this business and you've been doing it for the past six years, and then there's the time that most small business people hate is I've got to keep continuing building my social media time, right? So I've got to put my posts up and things like that. Do you have a, you were telling me you did like a thousand, like you're doing a thousand hits or something like that an hour. In a minute. In a minute, right. Mm -hmm. And then that just happened automatically. You just set up your camera and it was, you were done, right? Is that well, actually I pre, I pre-record my videos and then I just pull them in. They can only be 30 seconds or less for a reel on Instagram. So I pre-record my things and I just kind of splice it all together and make it work. More times than not, they're silly things. They're not even, it doesn't take a lot of brain power to make this happen. But the key is your hashtag. So if you, if you do a post and you throw in maybe 10 hashtags, with people who might want to watch your videos and then drop your link to your website at the bottom, you now have traffic to your site. And I'll post like five or six in a row and maybe only one is related to the business and the, re the re rest are related to either school or working out or my kids or my pets. 
just just for like human interest kind of draw so puppy pictures are okay those types of things are fine uh but how mm -hmm. much of a percentage is business related versus um ver versus puppy pictures or cat you know you know what i'm saying not I would related. probably say two out of five of mine are not related to business. Okay. So because once know. they get to your site, they start to scroll and they're going to see all of your posts that are on your feed. Okay. So 40% is okay to have fun with. And then that lets people have a part of your life a little bit. And then they mm -hmm. could, then they can be part of your business cycle. Some people call that a funnel. How do you refer to to that? Is that your, is that really just, you know, the old term? Even it's it's amazing. That's an old term now. Is your funnel? It's like funnels actually still used, but I I'm developing a relationship with my with my fan base, if you want to call it that. I'm not sure if I would consider myself an influencer with only five thousand followers, but um, they're trying. I'm trying to get them to know, like, and trust me, because if they know me, they're finding out more about my information, and they're kind of seeing what I'm like and as a person. And after they figure out that I kind of sort of know what I'm talking about, they may trust me and then want to purchase products. And even if they don't want to purchase products, they're watching me. And I found, I've had people like two and three years watching me. And then all of a sudden they show up and they are like, okay, I'm ready now. <laughs> I want to I, join your team or it's yeah, like, what? I'm tow, I'm tow in after three years, then I'm willing to get in the water. So, well, I've been only, I've only been in, in money for, for one year. Okay. Uh, the business has been active for six, but I've only been a part of it since December of 2019. Okay. And just so Sorry, people can, okay. So if you're, you have, 5,000, like, and this is on Insta, Instagram, right? So it's not, you don't And really, Facebook, right? And Facebook. So you don't really and get- And Twitter and LinkedIn and whatever. <laughs> yes. I call it the inter-Twitterverse, you know? And uh, we do all that at Dice Media Group too. We just, we put it about like 27. So you'll be on like 27 different channels and we'll backlink. It'll be fun. But anyway, the idea is I'm trying to give people a, a real world, how can I- I'm sitting at home or I'm in COVID, right? I feel my income is really shrunk down or I'm feeling depressed because I can't, like in my case, I can't just go up in front of 5,000 people, you know, and talk, right? I can't do any of the things that I used to really like to do, like do my events and things because, well, there's this thing out there, you know, and masking is a problem for people, whatever. Anyway, I, I, I'm, uh, I, so so if I'm sitting at home and especially if I'm a housewife or I have my kids with me, right, which you obviously have some sympathy with, even though that you're teaching every day in, in Utah, a lot of and in other states, a lot of places, the kids are still at home. Mm -hmm. If you were in that type of situation, could you launch your own business and do all the social media and things that you do, even if you even if you've got, you know, the two little kids with you or, or something, mm -hmm. or is there a certain age level that, you know, you need to have them at before you're allowed to really start building on your life and your business? Mm -hmm. you know? No, I mean, a lot of our gals and guys are stay at home moms and dads. And we have currently 56 multi-million dollar earners in our company. And 14 were just announced last, I guess it was last month, 14 new million dollar earners were announced. Obviously, things are happening. A lot more people are doing e-commerce. 
It's an easy click send. I have it at my house in three days. It's wonderful. I love the products. It's a consumable, so they reorder. That part is, is really brilliant. But my biggest growth in my company was 2020. It, when I was home, I, had, I was working about an hour a day on my business, and I was teaching for about 23 because my students don't sleep. So they would be up at three in the morning expecting a response from me. So my phone, I had to, I had to turn it off. It was blowing up. My students would literally be online at three o'clock in the morning doing assignments and they had a question. Oh. Like, okay, I'll, I'm just going to have to put an away message on, my, on my, uh, my email because they were literally contacting me at all hours thinking it was okay. So we talked about boundaries first thing this year in case we did go to a virtual environment where we went hybrid. Fortunately, we only had to have a couple of hybrid days in the beginning of the year because we couldn't have as many students on, on site at the time, but we got through it. But I told them, I said, you need to understand that I have more to do than teach. I mean, I love you guys, but I, I do stuff. And I don't know if you have grandkids yet, but it's going to be like, no, not things. yet, not yet. You haven't gone as, the, you know. You know, sons, I've only wanted one thing in life, and that's grandchildren. Did you? Did you know? Well, that? to be honest with you, they were supposed to be married in October, and the wedding got postponed. So now the wedding is in August, two days after my birthday, and we're over the moon ready for this. <laughs> to get ready, married. ready, ready. Yes. Yeah, uh, we're ready for sure. And then the little one's twenty-three. He's still. He works from home now. He's with me still, and he graduated in uh, December from Rutgers. He's working for a local company, which is an investment firm, and he's a management trainee. So he's working in his room three doors down from me. And, um, you know, he's he's starting his professional life under my roof, which is great because he can save the money and maybe eventually leave. <laughs> and he can. Hey, son, I want you to watch this part of this. We edit this in for you where you can leave. I <laughs> Because I know people who, who their kids didn't go to college just because of the expense, and they really never earned even $40,000 a year. They never earned enough money to save up for how to do any of those things so that they could leave. And that's mm -hmm. that's something that uh, we talk about in a few other podcasts. How do we get them to leave? I mean, I've thought about food, about leaving trails, you know, with doors locked behind it. Uh, what kinds of things? I mean, you're, you've obviously been successful at one of these situations what are what do do kids really have to go to college these days to no okay no and i tell them that it's not for everyone now i attended school for 26 years total and like that's crazy and i chose to do that it wasn't somebody was forcing me to do it um i decided to go back for my master's degree on my own recognizance because i really wanted to learn more about tech and then um my dad who was he passed away at a very young age our last conversation he said to me I was about halfway through my master's he said Kara what do you think are you going to continue on after your master's and I said no he said I really would like you to now I didn't realize that in two days I was going to lose him that was our last conversation wow so of course guess what I went back to school after I finished my master's I took a little break um actually I took a long break I seven years. <laughs> and after, after I finished, um, I started thinking about it again in 2009. And then I finally started in 2010 after I went through the whole, it's, it's a huge rigorous process to start to get into grad post-grad school because you have to take the GREs and you have to 
do these tests and, and all this to get into college. But I was blown away by the process and ended up, I finished in less than four years. And I finished my um, oral defense in April of 2015. And I graduated in September of 2015. And I had a 3.98 GPA working full time. So basically you're saying that if you can do it, nobody else can. No. <laughs> Come on. I, yes, I, everybody can. I, I know. I, 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 people ask me, what do you have to do to write a book? I said, you have to write 100 words a, a day and quit. And then go to the next day, 100 words a day, quit. 100 words. And they said, well, you'll never get it done that way. Well, then maybe next day you'll write 200 words or whatever. But if you limit yourself to that, you'll actually get down the road and don't mm -hmm. edit it. Let somebody else edit it, you know. Um, well, it did. Know. It took about six months to get my, uh, my final manuscript approved for my book on cyberbullying. Yeah, I was, I was talking a little bit about that. We're coming up to the 2.15. We're going to take a break here in just a minute, and then I'll have, uh, I'll have us rejoin. Uh, for a bit. I think cyberbullying is a very important topic because they're even doing it in Congress. And mm -hmm. I, I was like, I can't believe that you would cyber your your adults, your Congress people. Why would you do this cyberbullying? And we just had a recent thing where uh, a congressman was showing naked pictures of girls around, you know, <laughs> to, uh, to other Congress people. Mm -hmm. And they had to tell him to rein it in. And he's 35 years old. And I was like, well, I, I cover sexting with my sixth graders. You do cover that? Do you have mm -hmm. a release? Because in Utah, they're not allowed to do sex education at all. Well, no, I just, I talk about it. I, I say to them, you shouldn't send a picture wearing anything less than your bathing, bathing suit. And if you wouldn't send it to your grandmother, don't send it to anybody else. Because as they think that Snapchat, it just disappears. And I said, no, it's always on a server. It's not going to disappear. You, if ever you were in trouble, they could come after you and get all the data off the server. It just doesn't go away, but they seem to think it does. And and even if you're typing in Facebook, even if you don't hit send, that those things are still recorded. Yep. So even if you didn't send it, but you mm -hmm. you were getting a good mad on, and you were telling people that you know some people are just evil and wrong, and they cut education mm -hmm. funding, um, not you know uh, the. Yeah, so so I really want to talk about cyberbullying. I want to talk about the expansion of our schedules because what they found is that as we stay at home, we tend to work another 10 hours a day or four hours, four hours a day, and then we just keep working, and it never shuts off. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm sure as a yoga instructor, uh, you know how important it is to shut that off. Yes. Um, so, uh, or is there a downtime, you know? Um, there needs to be. Okay. I mean, I, I don't think enough people take care of themselves. So like self-care is huge. Yeah. So, so, so there is that. Um, so what I'm going to do is uh, what, what we'll do is we'll take a break here in just a couple of minutes. And I thought that uh, since it's your dissertation, you might know a little bit about it, even though a little bit, yeah, three years worth of research. I sure do. And then how, and I and maybe we can talk about a communication theory or two, how this that lying spreads faster and that's how the cyber building kind of works. Because mm -hmm. um, to me, I wouldn't let kids have have cell phones until they're like eighth grade or something. I would have it so they can call mom and that's the only phone. Right. right. <laughs> or call the mom, call the teacher. Those are the only though. Uh, uh, yes. And yeah. 
And and is narking allowed? I mean, how do you cover ratting on people in school? Well, there's a we have something that's called safe to say, and it's a hotline. So if they feel that they or someone else is in danger, we are encouraging the, st the students to be upstanders instead of bystanders. Because somebody that we we had a lot of people actually doing that in in the Floyd case, where people were saying, "Get off his neck, do all this stuff, do, do, you're killing him." He's you know, a lot of people, even doctor, nurses, other people, um, somebody with some fighting experiences, he's out. You, he's on his he's on his stomach, whatever. And they were saying it and they were putting out their phones, which is really actually kind of scary for some people. To do. Anyway, that's great citizenship. I'd like to just stop right now and okay. we'll go into our break and we'll have our little uh, info tertial or whatever it is. The <laughs> inter In entertainment commercial that's not really a commercial so we get a sponsor and <laughs> by the way she is a karen but it's not a bad thing right i mean no i'm just glad that my name is not just the grandmom's name anymore <laughs> i was thrilled <laughs> i was actually i was cool with it i mean karen's and felicia's had a rough 2020 <laughs> <laughs> okay anyway uh so we'll be joining back in just a minute okay everybody hang in there here comes here comes the music and i'll this is your favorite Michael, or the favorite, most favorite host, early in the morning. We'll be right back. <laughs> 